Mary, sister. Charlie Penn. How you how you hanging in there, boo? You know, there is a joy that I never knew existed in just waking up and putting on sweatpants and a loose tee every morning. I just, I never knew. Like, I don't have to think about what I'm aware that I, that I wore the same jeans last week. And let's be honest, sometimes I wear the same jeans twice a week, you know? I don't have to worry about that right now. Girl, I have been waking up and brewing my coffee, you know, enjoying the sun coming into my window. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really, we've slowed down. We had no choice, but so much of it does feel good. It does. And and I know a lot of people are talking. I mean, it's a little, it's a little nerve wracking when, you know, when you're constantly in the cycle of the news. And I'm sure we talked about this a little bit last week and that, you know, you're on several chains with family and friends all sharing the same crazy things that are happening. But there really is a blessing in all of this and that we are all being forced to just stop, you know. Yeah. And shout out to the workers out there, those essential workers, like the grocery store clerks, the servicemen, all those people that still have to go out there and do those things. Thank you for that. For a lot of other people, it is a pause. And I think it's a pause we've all hoped for. And we and we have it now. And as long as we all stay safe, I think it's so important that we use this time to really just get to know ourselves a little better. Right, mm-hmm. Corey? Because like I had to ask yes. myself, I was like, what is my morning routine? I don't know what my morning routine is. But before I get into, you know, all these, all the things I'm learning about myself, I am Charlie Penn. I am Corey Murray. And this is is Yes Girl. Welcome back to week two of quarantine, y'all. Corey, what's been your morning routine? My morning routine, I will admit I was slipping. I sleep in late. I'm just going to be honest. I do. I am not a 6 a.m., 7 a.m. kind of person. I I've really been pushing it to eight and I had to get into, I think for the first two days, I was like washing my face at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Like I would wake up and be like, I haven't even done the necessities. So I quickly stopped that after day two and was like, okay, I have got to treat this sort of like work or, you know, getting, you know, my kid ready for school and that I take care of myself first. Then I put on a fresh set of house clothes and put my hair up in my bun. Then I usually go online, check in with work stuff. I've been trying to take my time to let the world in, right? Okay. So I've been getting up and not, it's like unheard of. I realized it's the first time in my life on a weekday, Corey, where I don't wake up feeling frantic and rushed. You know what yes. I mean? Like, because I have such a long commute. Y'all don't know, but I, it takes me two hours each way commuting from New Jersey to our offices in Brooklyn. And so I would always kind of start my day like, okay, 15 minute shower, brush my teeth. I'm a clothes. You know what I mean? Get in the car. Have my husband drop me here. You know, get coffee. Like if everything was like this frantic, frenzied experience from the time my alarm went off. Because like you said, I do like to, you know, try to get the most out of my time in bed. Um, and so I have been enjoying the fact that I can like wake up and still lay there for 20 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. let the sun hit my face, take a long shower, like all the things. I used to just grab my phone, right? What emails did I miss? What's happening with news stories? Like, what's the rush? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I really, I've been walking my dog and taking a shower and having coffee before I plug in. And I've been a little bit addicted to it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to let that go. You know, it's interesting you saying that it's a routine for you because, you know, I love that Shine app. And I had gotten out of listening to it. And one thing I had did during quarantine was got myself ready. I pulled out my yoga mat. I, especially while my daughter was still sleeping, I played the app aloud. 
you know, usually I'm listening to it in my earbuds, walk crazily commuting in New York, trying to zen as I walk. And I just sat there and listened to the mindful meditation that they offer. And I didn't go, I haven't, I've only done it once. And now that I'm listening to you though, Charlie Pan, I think I want to, I do need to carve a little bit more internal Corey space for my mind, because that is something I want to tap into because I have, I lost it. I definitely have, have, have lost connecting with myself because one small quick thing I was chatting with them, our West Coast editor, Regina Robertson, and I was, you know, we were joking well, more so me because I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do because I realized every time I go out, especially on the weekends, it's always to go buy something. You know, I'm running right. to the store, I'm running to Target, I'm, you know, um, or if I'm not like doing something with my daughter, like a birthday party or, an, you know, taking her to the movies, I rarely just do things without an agenda or a purpose attached to it and just kind of just being. And that was scary because I was like, well, what are we supposed to do? You know, because they're they're suggesting go out and go for a walk. But I'm like, but, but where? I got to have somewhere to go. I got to go do something. There's got to be yeah, another I, thing on the it, end of it as opposed to just enjoying nature. And I realized like, no, no, that's the whole point. Just enjoy nature. Just enjoy the walk. And that'd be the end of it. I mean, when's the last time you just sat and did, like I sat on my porch and I intentionally left my phone in the house? Whoa. Girl, I was noticing things I never noticed before. I was like, is that a cherry blossom tree across the way? Oh, my neighbor cut their grass. You know, like, oh, there's a kid that lives there. Like, I'm taking in the world in a way that I honestly have not done. Mm-hmm. So, while, and, But I will say this. There's two things I'm loving. I'm loving having time with me, right, which is what we're talking about. But mm-hmm. on the flip side, which really ties into us having D-Nice on the show today, I'm also loving the togetherness that we're all having, like being together at home and that shared experience of community. Like we're using social media in a completely different way, Corey. We are. You know what I enjoy, uh, speaking of D-Nice, I love the fact that it kind of ties into what, and you know, I wanted to ask you, Charlie, like when did you fall in love with hip hop? Which I know is a very like cliche question, but I realized that I'm having a virtual, so I was having a virtual happy hour with my girls from college and, you know, we're talking, we're drinking and I just happened to say, have you guys checked out D-Nice? Cause you know, I'm getting all the text saying like, you know, I'm getting these text messages like, oh, this person's here, this is here. So I was like, guys go on, everyone go on D-Nice. And he was playing like the set from when we were in college, like the hip hop. And it just took me back to being at Hampton, going to the union parties. And I'm sure you had the same down at Spelman, like wherever that space was at the student union where everybody came together listening to music. And it was such a instant collective memory that we all shared, but yet we were all in our homes. And it just, it kind of like reminded me of our bond. Like our bond was hip hop. Like our bond was dancing. Our bond was hanging out and listening to music. And the fact that D-Nice was able to bring us together to your point virtually through social media was a really, really beautiful thing. And I hope we don't lose that feeling anytime soon. Girl, it was taking me back. My girlfriends and I, we were all listening from our homes. And every time like that song would come on that we all used to go crazy to in the club, Mm -hmm. we would all call each other like, oh my God, oh my God, it's on. You know, like, and all the memories would come flooding back. 
Yes, yes. Like, I had one friend, Twana, she was like, this is literally that song where we knew it was time to leave. This is the one they would always play, like, <laughs> you know, two songs before the night was over. She was like, remember, this was our time to leave song? All the memories. Shout out to D-Nice. I'm so happy he did this, girl, because we need this collective memory from the pandemic, like the positive. And honestly, like, it's the hottest party on Instagram. He played for like nine hours straight. All he had was his coconut water. He was like, I'm telling you, it was, it's like he was answering his calling. Everybody was up there, Michelle Obama, Rihanna, Quincy Jones. Seriously, it was the greatest party that ever happened on a Saturday night. And I was like, um, Julie, Corey, friends, family, no one told me. Julie was like, I shared it on Instagram Live. Not enough. Y'all did not call me for the club, Corey. Who told you about it? How'd you find out? So I found out about it from Javonka Maitland, who's over at Instagram at Day Lady Girl, And she was texting me. Because she and D-Nice go way back. Like, she was one of the people in the early uh, live rooms, I think when he had, like, only 200 or 500 people. And she kept texting me saying, you need to go to D-Nice. You need to get on his page. And I I chapped in. I got online and I got in. Corey, you ain't call me, but I love you, though. You ain't call me. I'm. You know what? Let me check my phone for a text from Corey Murray on Saturday. You know what, though? I didn't miss it Sunday night. I came for Sunday, and I was there all night, me and G. We were two-stepping in the living room and everything, but... First of all, um, I think... Wait a minute, Charlie Pan. I, I actually need to rewind some text messages I sent you, and actually to you and Tiffany, on Saturday... When I suggested, yo, we need the nice, you got to go to his party because Tiffany met me at the club, okay? <laughs> you hear that's Tiffany right now. Tiffany, th- Tiffany, we were at the bar. We, we were at the bar. We were at the bar and Charlie yeah. was sleeping. So, <laughs> Charlie, we did text you. Tiffany didn't leave a party. What, you left at 1, 1 a.m., Tim? I when waited until the lights came on. The you lights were, were on. I had to find a cab home. <laughs> I ran out of money, so I could not say I didn't. I didn't find my waitress anymore. My there waitress may left or may me. May not be a text message in my mind. <laughs> may or may not. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. Okay. I mean, it. I guess it counts. <laughs> you guess it's the proof. I, I must feel like grab this. Giving me more energy, Corey. I feel like you could have been the girlfriend who comes to your house and picked out the outfit for you and dragged you to the club. <laughs> That's the girlfriend you were supposed to be for me on Saturday, but that's okay because that was the equi- that was the text message. That was the impliedness of that whole text message. But you know what? I feel like I got to relive it because you know the next morning I woke up and played Saturday all day, so I did experience it, just not in real time. <laughs> Shut up, Tori. I think you kind of text me, kind of, <laughs> kind of, sort of. And I think it was Ashley on the text too. He was on the text, yeah. See, oh my god, <laughs> it was it was a group thing. We all it was called. a group. We we're all outside. You we told me no shame in a nap. I see the thread. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, it's I cannot. My favorite tweet was D Nice headlined a packed and sold out Coachella. I love whoever said Couchella. That's that was a, that was awesome. It's good that we all got our bodies moving. Everybody was sweating it out, and I love how like he's constantly like engaging with the audience and shouting mm-hmm. people out. Me and my friends were like trying to get a shout out all night. <laughs> oh my god, I try. I was like, "Hi, Derek. Hello. Hey, great." <laughs> I know, and some of my friends did. Like he was just randomly shouting people out. Of course, Julie, our Julie Wilson got one. I heard him say, "Hey, Miss Julie." I was like, "Okay." Now, like, getting the D-Nice shout-out is, like, 
<laughs> the pandemic like moment. You know what I mean? But we had such a great conversation with him. It's the feel good vibes you need. I'm so happy he was down to do the show. I mean, we all are just loving this moment. All right, let's get into this interview with D Nice. And just so you know, so you can know your voices, this is Charlie. And I'm Corey. Nice. All right. Hi, Corey. Hi, Derek. I know okay. that voice. <laughs> All right. Hi, so Charlie. Hi. I'm feeling left out like I did on Saturday. <laughs> what? See, look, I said hi, Charlie. No, I All think, right. no, I'm just salty, D-Nice, because I was the only person on Earth on Saturday that missed Club Quarantine. I had to yeah. rewatch it Sunday because I was sleeping. And I'm upset with Corey because she never called me. And oh, see, Derek, that's where the lie coming in. That's, <laughs> that's where the lie is because we, Tiffany and I text her to come into the club so that we were at the bar, okay? And first of all, let's pause. <laughs> let's just pause before we get into it, you know. But just for anyone who was not at club quarantine or <clears throat> at homeschooling on Saturday or Sunday, please let us know who you are. My name is D Nice. My, my, my name is D Nice. All right, all I'm, right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how, how fun was Saturday, right? That was fun. That was so fun. But I mean, I, you've been talking about it a lot, but just tell us quickly, like, what was it? I mean, because you, I mean, Charlie and I, we've been to several of your parties just for years. You know, we yeah. rocked with you at the Superdome down at Essence Festival. Um, I've seen you in the streets. I've been to galas with you. Um, you know, we've had meetings with you, but you reached a whole new level. I mean, you were already pretty much the DJ everyone wanted for their events. But like, how did this all come about? Well, I'm I'm also like, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I was sitting at home and I'm here alone, you know, self-isolated and was kind of missing my family and also missing uh, my friends, you know, like that we, we all party together. Like you said, we see each other out and there's always this good energy. And I just decided that last Tuesday that I was going to, you know, sit on my computer and play music into Instagram live. And, you know, I knew some of my friends would pop in and we'd just play some cool stuff and then share some stories. And that's all it was supposed to be. It was like, you know, just a way to just kind of come in. And what I noticed was, even while I was sharing stories, people were like just having their own conversations about, oh, I'll meet you at the bar, I'll meet you over here, we're gonna do that. And it was literally only 200 of us. And, you know, at the end of the day, I was excited, I had a good time. I felt like I was like really in this, this club with everyone. So I wanted to take it a step further. And I decided to just hook up, um, you know, some speakers so that the audio, the audio quality would be better, but I couldn't get my turntables to work. So. I still did it for my computer again, and then even more people came, and and then that was the day that I did I played music. I don't want to say DJ because I wasn't really, you know, mixing anything, but I played music for like nine hours, and was drinking wine. Everybody was excited. We had a good time, and that was when I realized that this is actually something special, and that I should really think about taking it seriously. And I just so happened at um, uh, the store guitar center. It, they were, it was their last day before we were on full quarantine out here. And I rushed over, bought like a new DJ setup and I just put it on my counter and I started playing music that day. And it was cool. I was able to mix music and had a great time with it. But it was that Friday when things started to change where it started to feel just a little bit different. 
And I played, and then all of a sudden, you know, the numbers were getting higher, but not like super high, but it was like high, like it was high for what that community was. It was like 12,000 people. And we're like, wow, this is hot. And then all of a sudden J-Lo came in and then the numbers shot up. And then when she left, they went down and then Drake came in. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I, I've met Drake, but I don't really know him like that. So like, how did he find out about this room? So cool. The next morning I, I realized that it was, I just felt like it was gonna be special because there were, you know, quite a few other celebs that actually came in on that Friday, like Kelly Rowland. But then it was a mix of like people that we know in the music industry, the Chuck Bones and the, you know, Jeff Sanchez and these guys. And it was super dope, like how everyone was just interacting with each other and just having fun. And also on that, that Friday, Will Packer called me and he was like, yo, I heard about this homeschool thing you're doing, like I'm gonna sign in. So I knew like there was a level of excitement for, I really just thought it was gonna be just us, like our, our little core entertainment kind of crew. And Saturday felt different. I made a couple of calls because I saw that there were a lot of like fans in there that may have needed their spirits lifted. So I, I called like um, um, someone that works with um, the former first lady. And I, I did ask, I was like, hey, you, think, you know, like you think she would come in? She was like, I don't think so, but oh, <laughs> But cool. Meanwhile, like, she came on through. Oh my gosh. I was like, wait, what? But that Yo. day it was just like energy just kept building with all yeah. of us. Like, mm-hmm. like it was just you can literally feel the energy through your phone. Like where the music was great, I was in a zone with the set, like and the the, the numbers were increasing. I, I mean, Corey, when we signed in, it was like immediately like fifteen thousand people. We're like, Yo, wait, what's happening here? Like it's only nine minutes into it, and then it went to twenty. Then somebody was like, let's see if we can get to 30. Then they got to 30. Then an hour later, we were at 42. And then and everyone was excited and drinking and like, yo, I'll see you at the bar. Let's see where we're going with this. And it just, the number kept increasing. And then all of a sudden, yo, Patty LaBelle is in here. <laughs> then yo. Gladys Knight is in here. <laughs> and it was like, yo, wait, what's happening? Every, I mean, Black Thought, people was asking Black Thought to like drop a verse, like, and then yeah. what I love too, you were like, yo, somebody get Jamie Foxx. And I think 10 minutes later, Jamie Foxx, like you would, you would just call it out names. But one I was thing just I, calling names. But one I thing I like, want to talk get Will Smith, get Will Smith in here. Get it was Will just, Foxx oh my, I, I'm getting chilled even rethinking it. But the thing I, 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 I loved about it is, and I'm curious if our audiences feel this way, but you know, when initially you were playing, I think a lot of us had you on. And we just kind of put the phone down and let the music play in the house. And you're, you know, you, you, you're going about, you're cleaning. Cause I know for me, Saturday, I was cleaning. Like that was my day to clean the windows and I mocked. And then I had my own virtual happy hour with my uh, girlfriends from college. So I had the, I'm on Zoom on my computer. I got the phone playing you. So you were like the background music for our conversation. And then I just started looking down at the phone. I was like, are y'all seeing who's in his chat? Are y'all seeing it? And that's where you, I mean, when I think about it, you gave me and my friends, like you took us right back to the Hampton Yard. You know what I mean? Wow. Like you took us right back to college and having that moment, which I hadn't felt. I mean, yeah, I feel it when we go to parties and stuff, but there was just something about being with people that you love. It was just so, and I guess in giving, the big thing is given this time we're all in, it was such a beautiful, organic, authentic moment that I, I, I mean, God bless you that yeah. you that you were the, the, the conduit for it. 
I, I just, it, it's, it, since it came from a place of love and wanting to be around friends, and then it kind of turned into this thing of like, wait a minute, there's so many other people here that don't know us. They don't know our little core group, but they are still here listening to the music. Because remember, I wasn't playing like trap music. I was just playing classics. Like, we're just going to have fun. And people were like, wow, dancing with my daughter. Like, it's fun to introduce my kids to this. And then when that day happened where, where, when I just asked if, if, you know, if if she would come in just to kind of like be an inspiration, I was like, she doesn't have to say anything. Just, just have her, just uh, as long as her name is in there, like. Fly through. All you wanted to do is feel that because people felt like they were in the same room with her. And then when everyone else came, it was like bonkers. Like, and and the thing that like hit me the most was when we when we reached um, the when we reached around ninety five thousand people, and then Mark Zuckerberg popped in. That was like, wow, we got the owner of Instagram in this IG live. With he was probably like, what is this peak? <laughs> Like epic traffic, Instagram spike. You know he's getting the alerts. He's like, who's up here trying to break Instagram? Yo, it was crazy. And the funny part was I just started screaming. Like, we were so close to 100,000. I was like, Mark, don't shut us off. Don't shut us off. And then he posted, you got this. And then we we reached, I mean, once we, like, reached 100,000, it was like, just so like wow like you know like i can't i mean knowing that we started with 200 people just five days earlier it was just awesome it was awesome to see one of my favorite parts is like that night and that next morning you know everybody was posting last night a dj saved my life and the thing is right like we always say that but you really did like so many people in my life were going through so much like our group texts were a little grim you know people were really stressed and there was a lot of anxiety and after that saturday moment people were just it was like the community was lighter yes take that weight off yo it was so like i woke up that next morning you know when you're living in it you don't realize like the because you're just dealing with the excitement but like i didn't realize the impact, the social impact that it was actually having at the time, how it was relieving everyone's, you know, like the stress that everyone was feeling. Because initially, like, you know, even though it was about our community, it was a little bit self-serving as well, because I was the one that was sitting here alone and I was just playing music because that's what I enjoy doing. But looking back, you know, it was like, man, I my, what I was feeling wasn't unique. Everyone was feeling that way. And we all kind of came together and we all were like pushing each other. That goal wasn't my goal. That goal was everyone's goal to see if we could like reach that number. And, you know, the, uh, just yesterday I was uh, interviewed by Oprah and we were talking about it. And she was saying like when she jumped into the, when she jumped into the chat because someone told her to, to uh, join, she was like, well, who's having a party? Who parties on like Instagram? Like, how do you do that? And she said, she was just listening and she was like, she could just feel the energy and the excitement. And she was reading the comments when somebody was like, oh my gosh, we're at 80,000. Like, and she was like, yo, and once we reached a hundred thousand, she started screaming and she was like, she had a, she poured a shot, you know, as well. Like we were all like, let's, let's have a shot. And she was like, I joined in and it was great. Like everyone felt that way. And, and it's just beautiful to know, like our little community in five days had such a huge impact on, on people. I want to read you um, the um, one of our coworkers. You know Charlie Penn. You know her, Felicia. 
Yeah. She posted mm-hmm. um, about last night, D-Nice, you've long been one of the best. Last night, it seemed like the whole world found out you are a national treasure. Mm-hmm. It was already a treat to have you holding us down all week and watching the party climb from 200 to over 100K in five days epic. You gave us all some much needed love and light. And what I love too about this moment is like, uh, yeah, it was epic on Saturday. You know, and I want to love you. What what I want to tell you that I love most about it is personally how I connected because you are genuinely a fan of the music. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you said, like you're not, you, you weren't, you weren't playing like what's hot now, whatever. You were really vibing. You were really connecting. And then when you pause and said, you know what, let's give a shout out to Kenny Rogers. Yes. And I was just like, I just, my heart, I just fell out in my seat because it was just like, you speak, you kind of tapped into, and you know, maybe I'm saying this because, you know, we're of the same generation, but like, there was a time when all of this music was played on the radio. Yeah. You know True. what I mean? There was no, you know, just, yes, there were black radio, but you, you, I remember growing up listening to Kenny Rogers because it was played. You know, oh, it was yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then you tapped into that and paid him respect. Like you, it, it wasn't, yes, it was mostly quote unquote urban music you played, but what the beauty was you brought, I think all these people together. I mean, I've gotten people tell me that um, CEOs of major brands are like, who is this D nice? And how can I get to him? Like, he just saved me. You know what I mean? Like they, someone um, told me a story. It was a, I won't say who the person is, but they are major. And they were like, they were only looking at your feed and like CNN. Like those are the only two fees they wanted to deal with over the weekend. Wow. Cause it was just wow. what they were. Um, it was their way of coping. Um, and then they come jump special. in on Sunday and then Charlie, when you came in, I mean, you were, I think when I logged in on Sunday, you were already at 144 K. Oh yeah. yeah. What has been yes, your it, peak? When is, what has been your peak? That day it peaked at 165,000. Wow. And, um, and yeah, that was crazy. I, and I should, I shouldn't have gone on, because I, I, I should have allowed myself to like live in the moment, and and like enjoy what we accomplished the night before. But there was mm-hmm. a part of me that felt like, man, was that real? Like, did that really happen? Did we have that amount of people, in like one IG live listening to, to vibes? So it was. I wanted to see it again. And I went on, and as soon as I logged in, it was like six minutes later, it was like 100,000 people. I was like, yo, this is crazy. (laughs) I was like, wait, this is actually real. This is a thing here. Like, yo. It was like everybody from Saturday, and then everybody like me who had FOMO from Saturday. (laughs) I was the first one on your feed Sunday. I was like, let's go. Because, you know, you if you didn't experience it, you heard about it. I actually replayed Saturday's set on your live on Sunday morning. Wow. I needed it, you know, and I, everyone was telling me about it. But do you, I want to ask you, D-Nice, do you feel like you were answering the call? Because I think what you did was like low-key spiritual for our community. Did you feel, did it kind of feel out of body for you? It, it felt out of body as it started to, as it started to grow. As it started to grow and I saw what the, 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 the social impact was, like that we were all in there with all these political figures, with some OG, like iconic artists. And the thing about it was, yeah, maybe a couple of them were using, you know, social media, you know, uh, managers, but I would say like 85% of them weren't because 
certain people were calling them, like Naomi Campbell. She was calling, she called Lenny Kravitz. She called like Bradley Cooper and was like, you need to sign in the Instagram. She called like Beth Ann Hardison, like you're missing one of the most incredible moments, you know? So that it was a, it was a community, a group effort. Like people were genuinely excited, you know? And it was, it was just a special time. And, and um, that's why I don't want to burn it out. You know, music really is, is healing. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it was healing me to just play the music. And another important part of it was I could have played anything that I wanted. I could have trapped it out. I could have done anything. People would have still been in there having a good time. But I chose that moment to, to mainly focus on classics and feel good, disco, R&B. I played some pop, you know, like, you know, kind of like soulful pop music, you know, Hall and & Oates and David Bowie. And everyone was just in a zone. Like, this, it just felt good. So, and I don't think we'll ever get that moment back the way it felt, like reaching that 100,000 people listening at the same time. Like, I, you know, because that was special. Those classics, like, really, like what Corey was saying, you take you, you know, when they take us back, like my girlfriends and I had this moment where like, you were playing something and they, we all called each other at the same time. We were like, this is the song I used to play when we left the club. And then we were all <laughs> talking about how we had not done that in mm -hmm. so long and my friends yeah. were like how have we not danced together to this song you know the babies the husbands life jobs distance and in that moment, yeah right it, you know mm -hmm. we were like okay we've been a little too grown because our spirits really need this and we kind of vowed that post quarantine we would really get back out there because you really brought yes. our hearts together with those songs and those memories what is the first thing you're going to do what kind of i mean your part first of all we were like, the price just went up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so what's your fee now? <laughs> and then, I mean, you don't have to tell us, but seriously. No, nah, I'm but, not. Of uh, course, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but, but we know the you, phone is ringing. Okay. The, yeah. No, like, no, have no, you no, already no, been no. booked for your first, like, mass gathering post? Uh, Coachella. Real Coachella. <laughs> no, the, the, the offers are coming and the, the, the endorsement deal opportunities are all there. Like, but I just wanted to take the time to just enjoy this. Like, obviously we're all not going anywhere right now. And I didn't do it for that reason. I didn't do it for like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, the, the rate is gonna increase. Like, no, it was from a place of love. So mm -hmm. I just, I wanted to take a couple of days to just like take my time to like really just sort through this. Like who gets like 1.2 million followers in one day? Like that was insane. It was insane, like totally, totally unexpected. And like, I know that there's real value there. And like now people, I know our community knew who I was, but when you really think about it, like they weren't coming to my parties because I do private parties. So you have yeah. to be invited to it. That's true. That's it's fair, that the yeah. World, yeah, that the world was able to like hear me play and love the way I curated it. I, like I said, I played what I wanted to from the heart. I didn't play what I thought you wanted to hear. I played what felt good. Like if I if I if I could get an Anderson Pack record in there, I was I would play that. So it was it was just based on this feeling of like this energy of love, you know. And and now I just love that I was able to do that and have like have an impact on on people and like uplift their spirits, you know. And meanwhile, I was uplifting my own as well. So it was great. I, I love that you said like you just got a whole new fan base, you know, from this people who didn't know what you were doing and what you were all about now they do 
what other sides of you, you know, do you want people to get to know? We know you're a dad. You know what I mean? Like that you, yes. you're, you know, um, I saw your daughter posted. He's D nice to everybody, but he's daddy to me. And I just thought that was really, really sweet. Oh, I didn't even see that. But yeah. Emo on me. <laughs> she said, gosh, that girl dad, you know, but obviously, you know, you are really kind of like, now you have a million followers. Everybody's paying attention. So what else do you want people to sort of know about your legacy and hip hop and your career? And, you know, what are you glad people are tuning into? Honestly, it's just, I really just want people to, it's not really about me. It's about a generation that, and I'm only dealing in entertainment, you know, a generation of people that sometimes feel forgotten because you know, my generation of hip hop artists weren't really making a lot of money, but we made classic records. You know, like we made records that are here, here to stay. And as a, with a lot of art, you know, a lot of artists, you know, we've done some incredible things, but does it create generational wealth? No, because those opportunities weren't there. So to be 49 years old and to be relevant where young kids know who I am and young artists, even with the private event scene, you know, like, an artist like her or, you know, Lucky Day, like they all know who I am. Like, yo, that's D-Nice. Like, you know, Trevor Jackson, like, that's D-Nice. Like, they don't know my age because they've never heard the records before. They just know that I'm the dude that's always at the hot parties. So, but like now for them to all to like, to see me, it means that it's shining a little bit of light on my generation and hopefully it inspires my generation of artists to just, to not give up. Like, the no matter how old you are, if you're passionate about it and the opportunities are there, take advantage of the opportunities, no matter how much money. I wasn't making money doing this. And when was the last time you seen me, DJ Corey, for like nine hours? Never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> you come. You always have somebody start for you and then you come in, you do your thing and then you bounce. And then and I the thing I love about set. you, you do your to it, but then I, what I know is because you know I follow you and stuff is that I know you go into another another event. I mean, I've seen you had multiple. True. Me and Javanka were saying like I think was it over the, the holidays we were like, how is he going to be in Anguilla <laughs> and at the Originals party? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And we, yeah. And see, look, he can't even say he, he got a secret to it. He's got like an <laughs> invisible jet or something. <laughs> yeah, I have a little jet. Jet smarter. Jet smarter. <laughs> no, that's awesome. No, but you are. You are been you have been booked and busy and clearly blessed. I love that. I also want to tap into the fact that you are a great photographer. Oh yeah. That's another one. So of that's your the other thing. Because I have book deal offers and it's so funny how like life works, man. Like I I have a I had a two book deal offer with, you know, a major publisher. And, you know, like about maybe a month ago I turned it down because I didn't think that my story was there yet. I was like, this it's not there. Like Yes, I, I DJed all of these great events and I, I played the inaugural ball and I played in the White House, but that was someone else's story. That wasn't my story. I mean, it's partially my story because I was DJing there, but what happened on Saturday is my story. And, and it's really about like how you can just do something from, from your heart. And, and if you do it genuinely and you're true and, and true to yourself, people will embrace it. And people have always embraced me throughout this entire journey, you know, from my rap days, my beatboxing days, to my rap days, to when I lost everything, and then my web development days, and then my photographer days, and then I started DJing. Like, I've literally worn all of these hats and just tried. I've always done what I love. 
and to be in a position to have like a platform now where I can share that with other people and talk about like my old school history as well as talking about like the newer cats that I hang out with, you know, like, you know, it's just, just think it's important and it's important is a great way to bridge the gap between generations. It's so interesting that you say that also, because I remember like being in club quarantine and the way you were engaging with everyone, different generations, everybody, you can tell that your relationships mean everything to you and you really do know everyone. Somebody pop in the room, even non-celebrities, and you'd be like, hey, such and such, hey, such and such, how are you? It was just like the cookout. It was amazing. Yes, because I want I wanted the regular person to feel as much love as, I mean, Saturday was, it was difficult because it was like every second there was like, Janet Jackson here. Like, then I was getting text messages like, Stevie, wants, Stevie Wonder wants to, to like, not really FaceTime, but like IG Live with you. But every time I did that, the audio would drop and then I would have to start all over again, like exit and then come back. So, but then he signed in under his real account and people like, yo, Stevie Wonder's in here. Like it was, so I would shout out <laughs> yeah. Stevie and Spike, but also shout out Drexa or, you know what I mean? Like Chuck Bone, like whatever, like shout out people that we know. And, and it was just cool. It was just a great balance. Oh, man, this has been so... All right, before we leave, one more question for you. How many hats do you have? Okay, shout out to the hat makers. I uh, know the hat makers. They, they've been getting some love. I have about 17, <laughs> 17 custom hats. Custom hats? drinking coconut water hard because <laughs> shout out to the coconut water that sustained you for nine hours. Yo. And the douce. The douce, the wing stop, <laughs> right? I mean, you were, you were getting lots of deliveries. You know, people like were just sending me food. Like, I just and someone just sent me a message. Um, uh, they want to send you a, a case of Dom Perignon. I'm like, all right, cool. And Puff sent <laughs> like nine bottles of Ciroc, and six bottles of Deadly. I'm like, you think I'm an alcoholic? I'm not gonna drink all of this. So I'm just, but it's all good though. It's fun though. Hell, one point it was crazy that when I was like calling for people to come in, Will when Will Smith got there. When he arrived in, in the IG Live, no lie, an hour later at my door, I didn't even know he had my address, was like uh, six cases of, um, of water. Oh, wow. With a note from Will that was like, stay hydrated while you rock the world, brother. Will. And wow. I was just like, damn, that's crazy. Like, that's crazy. Well, we want to oh, thank wow. you for bringing us all together in a meaningful, impactful, and uplifting way. Honestly, when the community needed it most. Yeah, it was great. It was beautiful. It was beautiful to see. No, but yeah. seriously, D-Nice, we appreciate you so much. Just keep rocking. Right, Thank I appreciate you so you. much. Thank I you. I love Take you, ladies. Care. I'll see you soon. Bye. Right, love you, too. Thank you. Stay All safe. Right. Thanks to our special guest, Derek D-Nice Jones. Be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes, girl. Such as our conversations with Raphael Sadiq, Kelly Rowland, Regina King, and Fantasia. You can check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and Google Play. And while you're there, be sure to rate us and review us. See you next week. Bye.